This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, August 25th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Zombie bill comes to life. Newsom's climate bill, a job killer, and new disaster farm worker protections. Lawmakers revive bill on H-2A workers. Another bill returning from the dead this week is AB 857, the bill to require employers to compensate H-2A workers for travel time to the work site and notify them of certain rights. Last year, an appropriations committee prevented the measure from advancing. In 2020, Governor Newsom vetoed a similar measure, saying it departed from previous H-2A notice requirements and would lock in standards for the Labor Department. Assembly member Ash Calra of San Jose, the bill's author, added only minor amendments after reviving the measure. The Senate will take up debate next. Newsom's climate bill labeled job killer. The California Chamber of Commerce has added AB 2133 to its annual list of job killers. After Governor Newsom sent lawmakers a list of demands for climate legislation, Assemblymember Bill Quirk of Hayward had a response. AB 2133 would ratchet up the state's 2030 greenhouse gas reduction goal, going from 40% below the 1990 level of emissions to now 55% below it. In a letter to Quirk, Cal Chamber argued the bill would drive up costs, hurt California residents and businesses, and severely damage the state's economy. The business advocates described the last-minute proposal as undermining the public stakeholder process at the Air Resources Board. Legislature set to add new disaster protections for farm workers. The Senate's about to cast the final votes on the SB 1044 that would allow workers to flee the job site during natural disasters and mass shootings. Farm and business groups worry it would erode the value of essential industries like agriculture, make employers more vulnerable to frivolous lawsuits. California Farm Bureau charged it would allow millions of employees to refuse to work to the uh, due to the pandemic emergency. Others question the need when the state's workplace regulator already has such health and safety standards in place. On Wednesday, Senator Maria Elena Durazo of Los Angeles fell short of gathering enough votes in her first attempt to pass the measure. Vilsack, USDA may take a step-by-step approach to ag debt relief. Some farmers could face foreclosure on USDA loans as soon as this fall, so the department may begin providing some newly authorized debt relief through a phased-in approach in order to address the immediate need for help. That's the word of Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack yesterday. The Inflation Reduction Act, signed into law earlier this month, included $3.1 billion earmarked for farmers that USDA deems to be distressed. The program replaces an earlier one that was limited to minority farmers. Several judges ruled that basing the aid on race or ethnicity was unconstitutional. Although USDA will need time to refine eligibility for the new program, Secretary Vilsack noted that a current foreclosure moratorium would be lifted when the federal government's public health emergency expires. It's currently set to end in October, but it could be extended again. Vilsack said about 22% of USDA farm loans are delinquent or have been delinquent. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. 
Western Growers presses Senate on labor bill. Western Growers wants the Senate to know that the group representing fruit, vegetable, and tree nut farmers is expecting action after the August recess on the stalled Farm Workforce Modernization Act. The U.S. immigration system is broken when it comes to allowing in foreign-born people to work on American farms by expanding the H-2A visa program, Western Growers said in a documentary-style video released this week that's aimed at senators. The House passed the legislation, but there's opposition in the narrowly divided Senate over a provision that would let visa holders sue U.S. employers. The video highlights food inflation, stressing that passage of the bill would bring down costs to consumers. California offered 400,000 acre feet of water in Colorado River Talks, Imperial Irrigation District official says. California offered a plan to conserve 400,000 acre feet of its water allocations in discussions over how to use two to four million acre feet less Colorado, Colorado River water next year, but failed to acquire support from Arizona on the measure. J.B. Hamby, who serves on the board of directors for the Imperial Irrigation District, told AgriPulse that the failure to reach an agreement was partially the result of bad blood between Arizona and California over the the construction of the Central Arizona Project, while Congress greenlit the major canal project in 1968. It also gave California senior rights to water. This meant Arizona would be the first to lose its water during a time of drought. Even though California doesn't have to take any reductions under the law, California recognized that it's in the state's interest and in the individual contractor's interest to make contributions and do so voluntarily to avoid the system from crashing, Hamby told AgriPulse. Even so, that wasn't enough for Arizona. Now, keep in mind, all seven Colorado River states failed to reach a consensus by the Bureau of Reclamation's August 15 deadline. But Hamby said states are continuing to meet to discuss potential cuts. He said the participants are hoping to achieve something before the Colorado River Water Users Association meeting in December, which is, quote, generally the end of the year capstone when things are announced by reclamation. Interior watchdog critical of former secretary. Former Interior Secretary Ryan Zenke, who resigned from the Trump administration in 2018 and is now running for Congress in Montana, deliberately misled department investigators looking into its decision on a gambling casino in Connecticut, Interior's Inspector General concluded yesterday. Both Zenke and his chief of staff, quote, violated their duty of candor in speaking to investigators, the IG report found. Zenke had delayed a decision on approval of a casino requested by two tribes. Zenke's attorney disputed the report's findings, asserting in a letter attached to it that Zenke had been, quote, truthful at all times. He all, quote, questioned its timing. The release of this report undoubtedly runs afoul of Department of Justice guidelines regarding public accusations against a candidate with an election imminent. Zinke will face attorney Monica Trandall in November. He narrowly won the primary in June. Florida Ag Commissioner fails in gubernatorial bid. 
Congressman Charlie Crist will face off against incumbent Florida Governor Ron DeSantis this fall after winning the Democratic gubernatorial nomination over State Ag Commissioner Nikki Freed. The race is going to be closely watched nationwide because of its implications for DeSantis' presidential ambitions. Crist had about 60% of the primary vote with a full, but with all but a fraction counted, 35% for Freed. Crist was governor from 2007 to 2011. He was elected as a Republican but switched party affiliation in 2010. The lowdown? Well, Chris raised more money than Freed and had the support of traditional Democratic allies such as environmental groups and state teachers union. Politico noted that on Tuesday. Well, here's today's He Said It. As a Californian, I struggle to imagine a bigger waste of time than the way Newsom has been spending his. That the word of Condor Friedersdorf, a staff writer at The Atlantic, in an article on Newsom scorning conservative politicians outside of the state. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, August 25th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Allen.